I'm going to invite you, please, to turn with me in your Bibles to Second Chronicles, if you would please. Second Chronicles, chapter 17. And I'd like to, for the next little while, and also for the next few weeks, speak about men and women after God's own heart. It is wonderful in Scripture when you look at there are men and women just like you and I, whom God calls people after his own heart. And I hope that it would inspire us to see God in a different light than sometimes we see him. And uh, I hope that it would motivate us to become greater worshipers of this incredible God who gave his life for us on the cross, Jesus, and transformed our lives in such amazing ways. And so um, we do want to look at Second Chronicles chapter 17. Just two introductory scriptures before we read Second Chronicles. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, which says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And then Luke speaks about David in Acts chapter 13, verse 22. And it says this, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So, of course, you thought I was going to speak about David this morning, but we'll leave him and we'll talk about him in a few weeks' time. But I would like to talk about a man whose name is Jehoshaphat. Now, at home and here in the congregation, um, just a few people that's joining us here. Um, who of you have ever heard of Jehoshaphat? Can you put up your hand? Okay, uh, uh, let, me, let me put up your head. Let me see. Okay, one, two, three, maybe, and one's lying. That's actually right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we see here that um, not many of us have actually heard of Jehoshaphat. If um, your mother or your father read Bible stories to you that possibly when you were a little bit younger, um, you heard about Jehoshaphat. And I certainly did when I was a little bit younger, thanks to my mother and my Sunday school teachers. And um, the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart too. And we're gonna read the scripture to just find out what God says about him. But he's an amazing character. Um, king Jehoshaphat was the fourth king of Judah under the divided monarchy. And he was the son of King Asa, not a very godly king. We are first introduced to him in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 24, but I've taught nothing more than that he succeeded Asa. 
He was 35 years old when he began his reign, and that reign lasted for 25 years. And then in Chronicles, it speaks much more about him. As a matter of fact, a number of chapters were devoted to his reign. The introduction to the life of Jehoshaphat places him not only in the line of David, but also in the footsteps of David when David was a man after God's own heart. Of all of the kings of Judah, only three are likened to King David. They were Hezekiah, Josiah, and of course Jehoshaphat. And so it's an elite three that is likened to King David. We do, however, see that Jehoshaphat was a man who followed the Lord and brought spiritual reform to the nation. Jehoshaphat wasn't perfect, and we may have time to look at that today. When you read on, you'll find, though, that he had some character flaws, and he made some wrongful alliances with the godless king Ahab in the next chapter. But God kept him out of harm's way, even when he was in the midst of trouble. And that gives you and I a little bit of courage because we see that Jehoshaphat was a man just like you and I. He had a heart after God, but he had some character flaws, just like you and I. And um, of course, over the last number of weeks, the last month, as we looked at Romans chapter eight and the book of Romans, we studied and we looked at the concept of God being with us. And the moment we start reading now, in Second Chronicles chapter 17, verses one to six, you'll see that a reference is made to that as well. And that's beautiful. So keep these things within your mind, this introduction, as we read about this amazing king. So, Let's read from verse one of Second Chronicles chapter 17. Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him, that is Asa, king of Judah, and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim that his father Asia had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father David before him. Isn't that a wonderful verse? Listen again. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father David before him. He did not consult the bowls, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. The Lord established his kingdom under his control. And all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah poles from Judah. When we read the life of this man, you'll find out that 
He was a man of the scriptures, of the word of God. And we see that in 2 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 9, he was also a man in the world, meaning that after he was made king, he tried to establish alliances with King Ahab from Israel. He was kind of like in the era of Asa, the king of Judah, of course, Jehoshaphat's father. And so we see that he was a man whose heart was so right, he wanted to build bridges to others. And that was the good part of his heart. The problem with that was that he made unhealthy alliances with ungodly people like King Ahab, one that would visit generations to come. Even though his heart was right, his actions bore consequences. And we see that also within our own lives here. But as you study and you read a little bit further, you'll find out that not only was he a man of the word, not only was he a man of the world, as it were, but he was also a worshiper. And when you look at the last chapter of um, this account of Jehoshaphat, um, in chapters or I would say around chapter 20 or so, you'll find out that um, his life was characterized um, in the form of a real worshiper of God. He was a man of the word, meaning that when he became king of Judah, and there was about a three-year gap in which he started to reign when his father Asa was still alive, but he was stricken with the disease and his father was dying. And there's a very, very sad part of the scripture which says, in the 13th year of the reign of Asa, he was afflicted with the disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek the help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. And it tells you a little bit about his father's heart. But the beautiful thing was the last three years of his father's life, we see that Jehoshaphat was already king. And he already started to make reforms. And I think his father must have seen some of the changes that were made and must have really rejoiced in what he saw his son was doing, the things that he could not do. Because what he did, because um, Jehoshaphat was a man of the Bible, a man of the word. The scripture says that he went about, you know, in about uh, chapter 17, verse 9, and um, he raised up other people within Judah to go out and to teach the word of God, the commands of God to the nation of Israel. So we see that he was a man of the word. He was passionate about it. It's very much like us. We want the Bible to be preached everywhere and to be taught everywhere. This was the heart of Jehoshaphat. And so he said, we see that reform started to happen as the Bible was being taught. The commands of God given to the nation of Judah. But we see that not only was he a man of the word, but he also was a worshiper. That means that he sought God. That means he opened up his heart to God. That means he sought out the ways of God. And I was speaking to Ken 
just this morning as we made the decision about not meeting next week in person, but waiting until the middle of April. And I said to him, you know, we don't just look at the facts about what's happening within our country here in Switzerland. We don't only hear what the media say. We don't only hear what the government officials say. But as a leadership, we also seek God in the decision that we need to make. You know, we don't just want to be a people of the word, but we want to be a people who worships God. That means we seek out God's ways. We're not only a people of the word, but we're also a people of the spirit, meaning, Father, speak to us because God speaks now. And we see that um, Jehoshaphat was this type of a man. He, they went about and they taught and they preached the word of God in all Judah. And when he started to make an alliance with King Ahab, he went to King Ahab and he was with him and Ahab said to him, Jehoshaphat, join me on this military campaign. And Jehoshaphat said, okay, I will do it. I will join you in this campaign. But Jehoshaphat said to, Asa, uh, to, to King Ahab, he says the first thing, that I want to know is, have you sought permission from God? Ah, beautiful. Have you heard what God says about us going to fight against the other nations? And so Ahab said, well, you know, I've got 40 other prophets, let's call them to prophesy. And so these guys came and they prophesied. And um, Jehoshaphat said, is there not one prophet in Israel that speaks the words of God? And Ahab turns around. He says, there is this prophet, but he never prophesies good things about me. Jehoshaphat says, hey, come on. Go and get him. And this guy came, and as he came, the other prophets went to him and said, you better prophesy what the king wants to hear. Otherwise, you're going to be in deep trouble. And so this prophet came, and he prophesied what the king wanted to hear. And the king, to his credit, said, no, man, tell me what God really is saying. And this prophet turned around, and he said, you should not go into battle. God is not in it. And we see here that the wrongful alliance that Jehoshaphat formed with King um, of Israel caused him to compromise his standard. And even though God says, don't go, he followed King Ahab into battle. And as he followed King Ahab into battle, we see that King Ahab was so devious, he said, look, what's going to happen in this battle is that Jehoshaphat, you're going to wear your kingly purple robe in battle so that the enemy can spot you. But he says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dress like one of the foot soldiers so that I can just mingle it in so I won't be killed. And Jehoshaphat was a man of such integrity. He dressed in his kingly robe. Ahab dressed like one of the foot soldiers. And um, in battle, what happened was even though Jehoshaphat chose to disobey God, because he had a heart after God, God had mercy on him and God protected him from being killed. However, 
Ahab. The Bible says here that a arrow, misguided, went and pierced through his armor and killed him. And so wicked King Ahab died. The man after God's own heart, even though he had compromised God's standard, God's mercy was upon him. And God protected him. Isn't that a beautiful story? Because it speaks about you and I. We can criticize Jehoshaphat here, but my friends, you and I are very, very much the same as King Jehoshaphat. There are times when we follow our own ways, even though we have a leaning towards God and God is gracious, God is kind, He's for us. And if I had to look back on my life, and if the camera had to roll back and play a movie of my life, and God had to step in and play the big movie of my life, there will be so many instances when I've made bad decisions and choices, sometimes out of rebellion and sometimes just out of goodwill, but they were still bad decisions, and you would see that God's hand of grace, mercy, and protection was upon me. And we see this with Jehoshaphat. He was a man of the word, but he also was a man of the world. But he had a heart of the God. And when you read these chapters, you will find this out. And you would say to me, Piet, well, what actually protects us as believers as we walk this road with God? I want to inspire us today to be men and women whose hearts lean towards God. It doesn't lean towards the world. It doesn't lean towards ourselves. But it leans towards God. And and what does a heart like that look like for where God can say, like he said of David, I have found a man after my own heart who will do all of my will. My friends, over this corona period, I believe God is speaking to his church and he says, I'm looking for a man, I'm looking for a woman who will be a man and a woman after my own heart, a man who will do all of my will. That's where we pitch our faith. My heart is pitched right there. I want to do all of the will of my God. I said to someone just this past week, and this, this is my heart, and I need God's grace, and I need God's strength to really walk it out. But I said to this man, I said to him, you know what? I don't want anything that God doesn't have for me. I don't want to be anything that God hasn't made me to be. I want to be who God makes me. And I only want what God has for me. This was, I think, the heart of Jehoshaphat. And when you look at his life, you'll find out that God helped him several times out of tight situations. And so King Jehoshaphat is an amazing man. When things were in his hands, the amazing truth is he raised up people to teach the word of God in all of Judah. Then when he wanted to do things his way, 
made an alliance with King Ahab, messed things up, and yet God still protected him. And then we see later on in the next chapter that when the whole of Judah was in trouble and other armies came against them, Jehoshaphat's heart had gotten softer before God. I think in his younger days, like you and I, there was a touch of arrogance within him. I can do this. I can form this alliance with Ahab. I'm strong enough. I'm wealthy enough. I'm powerful enough. You know, I am gifted. <laughs> I am the man of God for the hour. That, 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 you know, but he had things within his own hand. We see a little bit later in his life, he gets to the point where Judah is in trouble. His heart is softer. He's more mature. Remember, he reigned for about 25 years. In the latter part of his reign, we see that he started to understand his own heart, that oftentimes our own hearts are rather wicked. Our own hearts we don't always have. Don't let your heart guide you, my friends. Let the word of God guide you. Because our hearts are not always right. It's desperately and deceitful. The psalmist says above all things. So be very careful about your heart. And we see that here, Jehoshaphat understood that. And we see Israel, um, Judah gets into a position where the other armies are against them and want to fight them. And with his wealth, with his strength, the Bible tells us that he falls on his knees and he cries out to God and he says, God, we can't do this. He says, God, and I add my own words, with all of my might, with all of my strength, with all of my experience, we can't do it. We need you to intervene and to take over. And God speaks to Jehoshaphat. And this is the well-known story about Jehoshaphat that God says to him, I will fight for you. And we see what Jehoshaphat does. He proclaims a prayer and a fast. And the whole nation of Judah comes together from all over and they fall prostrate before God and they seek God. A man after a God's own heart, a woman after God's own heart, they are people who seek God. Not only looks at the facts, but they look at God and say, what are you saying? And God says, just stand to the side and you will see my salvation come for you. And the Bible says that what they did, they started to praise and they started to worship in the midst of this great battle they didn't swing one spear, shoot one arrow, but they stood up and they started to worship and to praise God. And in this moment, the different armies started to fight each other and they never fought against Judah. God confused them and God won the victory for Judah that day in the midst of a nation, a leader, a person whose heart was totally given to God. This man had learned some lessons and his heart was prostrate before God and he saw God fight his battles for him. Twice in these chapters, God delivered him from almost death and we see here that God does it again. Now you say to me, Piet, well, what type of a heart 
do I need to have? And I just want to close practically for us to see what type of hearts we need to have. You see, Jehoshaphat had a believing heart because he followed the ways of his father David before him. That's so important. He had a believing heart. How do we develop a believing heart? My friends, it is when we go into the scriptures and we become people of the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. We can only truly believe God when we prioritize the word of God. And so he was a man of the word. Jehoshaphat was a man after God's own heart. Because secondly, he had a faith-filled heart to seek out the hidden or the heavenly ways of God. You see, as we were seeking God for this time for our church to get back together in person, with the one eye, we constantly kept our eye on the facts of what was happening. What was Germany doing? What was Italy doing? What was happening in France? And then we, we heard what our government was saying here in Switzerland. So with one eye, we looked at that. But then with the other eye, I had asked the church to pray, to seek God's ways. As a leadership team, we prayed. At our prayer meetings on Tuesday nights, we prayed and we said, God, let your will be done. You see, my friends, we can't only be people of the word, of the facts. We've got to be people of the spirit where we seek out the ways of God. And we see that that is what Jehoshaphat was like. He sought out the ways of God. Second Chronicles chapter 17 verse 3 says, The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father before him. Sorry, that's under point one. Under point two, Jehoshaphat had a faithful heart to seek out the hidden and the ways of God. Second Chronicles chapter 17 verses 3 and 4 says, He did not consult the bowls, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. One eye, the facts. With the other eye, we seek out God and we want to hear what God was saying. As I heard on Friday night, Saturday morning, I was here. And as I, as I was praying, I just said, God, I don't, don't just want to be moved by the facts. I want to be moved by your heart and by your voice. We've got to, during coronas, coronavirus, during this season, we must make sure that we are not only a people of the facts, but we are a people of true worship, a people who seek out the ways of God. Do that with us over the next month or so. Come and pray with us. Come and talk with us. One eye, look at the facts. With the other eye, keep it on God. Psalm 25 verse 14 says, The Lord confides in those 
to fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. When you seek God, he will tell you things that he doesn't tell the person next to you who doesn't seek him. Become a person who seeks after God. And God will confide in you. Thirdly, Jehoshaphat had a devoted heart to follow God's ways and God's ways alone. I love that. We talked about the word devoted a little while ago. But we see in Second Chronicles chapter 17, verse 6, it says his heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah's poles from Judah. His heart was devoted to God. What are you devoted to? Who are you devoted to? Jehoshaphat was devoted to his God. No wonder God helped Jehoshaphat out of many a trouble because he was devoted to him. My friends, if you are fearful during these times, you need not be if you're devoted to him. Are you fearful at this time? You need not be if you have a faithful heart to seek out God. He will tell you about that. You need not to be afraid. When you hear his voice, fear is overcome. My friends, if you have a fearful heart over this time and you feel insecure, you don't need to be. Jehoshaphat had a believing heart that was rooted and revealed in the scriptures. The scriptures will ground you because it is the word of God. Don't be afraid. God is for you. And I'm going to stop right here. Share this illustration with you. Thought about what people look like who have a heart after God. How they act. I remember when I first met Jenny. That's probably close on 28 years ago. Just this young, young girl. And um, her blue eyes, when I saw her, just looked straight through me. And man, I just looked at those blue eyes and my legs started just to quiver. Man, what a girl. And then when she smiled at me, that beautiful smile of her, my heart just melted. And when I looked at her, now I won't go any further. But she just... You know, whenever I met people, I wanted to tell them about this beautiful girl and this wonderful woman that I'd met. And I would describe it to them. Couldn't help but talk to him because you see, my heart already was hers. It was given towards her. My friends, it is the same way when our hearts are given to God. My friends, we can't help but to speak about this God. We can't help to tell them what this God looks like. See, my friend, that is who Jehoshaphat was. His heart was overwhelmed with the beauty of his king. And that's the type of heart 
that God is looking for in these times. Would you join with me over the next little while as a church, but also as individual Christians? Let's be men and women who have a heart after God and of whom God can say that he and she, they are a people who have a heart after me. I trust for that in Jesus' name. Would you stand and let's pray. Father, we want to thank you just for King Jehoshaphat. And Lord, we didn't even get into the way that he saw you in that last chapter of his reign. We haven't even gotten into how you delivered him and Judah that terrible day. But what stays with me is king and a people whose hearts were devoted to you. And a God, the king of the universe, whose heart was devoted to his people. And I pray, Father, that your heart would seek out our hearts over this time, over this uncertain time, and Father, that our fears and our insecurities would melt away in the light of what we see in you, our God, and what we believe about you, that you are with us. Would you continue to rescue us from trouble? Troubles of our own making, but also the troubles of the enemy. Rescue us, if you would. And would you, as David said, create in me a new heart, O oh God. Cleanse my heart. Find out if there's any wicked way in me. And would you cleanse it? Oh, Father God, we bring our hearts before you in this way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're not a believer, if you're not a follower of Jesus, we're going to listen to the song, and after the song, I'm going to pray a prayer for you to open up your heart to this God, this King, that is looking at you today and saying to you, you are a man and a woman after my own heart. God is going to draw you to himself, and he's going to help you to find Jesus today.